0: What if you were the living embodiment of all pervasive peace? What if all sentient beings all around you increased their vibration towards harmony by merely being in your contact? What if through conscious reasoning, focused will, and intentional living, you reform yourself, thereby becoming a catalyst, and sparking transformation in others. I'm Shilpa Lewis, meditation and mindfulness coach for midlife mompreneurs, and you are listening to Omni Present Awareness, the podcast that will inspire you to use your story to serve humanity in not just healing, but thriving as souls, each fulfilling their highest purpose. And now, a conversation recorded with my partner in awareness, Tanya, from our joint podcast, Mindful Mompreneur Moments. And oh yeah, if you could, please listen to the very end of the podcast for powerful insights from our guest. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. In today's episode, a conversation with Natalie Grand. Natalie teaches resilience and well-being through science-based positive psychology tools. Her corporate experience, acquired at several Fortune 500 companies, coupled with her academic studies, her curiosity and her love of learning, have made her passionate about human psychology. She is enthusiastic about sharing her passion for evidence-based well-being practices that everyone can implement to build a more resilient self, increase well-being, and flourish. We are all faced with stressors, whether at work, within our family, or in our social lives. The key is to develop practical and simple tools to acquire relevant resources to mitigate their impact. Natalie translates the latest academic research into engaging workshops where participants can expect to learn key concepts, and most importantly, the best way to apply them to everyday life situations. Be sure to listen to the end for some powerful insights. And now, here's Natalie. Hello,
1: Natalie, and thank you so much for joining the podcast.
2: Hi Tanya, hi Shilpa. Hi, great to be here. Such a you. pleasure
1: to have you. Let's jump right into it. Could you describe? You are an evidence-based resiliency coach. Could you describe to our listeners who might not be familiar with your expertise what an evidence-based resiliency coach provides?
2: Sure, can. So. We're going to talk about res- resilience afterwards, but maybe first of all, what, what do I mean by evidence-based? It means that there's a whole lot of research in the last 20 years that has been done by psychology, uh, mainly positive psychology, to really research what can you do and is proven to actually help build your resilience. So there are a lot of self-help books out there and some of them are actually great and they can always be there the start of your journey towards a more resilient self. But then some some people wanted to know, okay, but scientifically, as the same thing that we know eating vegetables is better for our health, well, we wanted to find out what really works in terms of developing one's resilience. So um, researchers did a lot of studies, whether with um, scanners, MRIs, and so on, to see what's happening in the brain Of people who are more resilient what do they do and what is it triggering in terms of hormones in in terms of uh, even your immune system what is working because if if it's working for a whole lot of people it means it works for most people so this is what we mean by evidence-based it's proven it's scientifically scientifically proven tools to help you become more resilient
1: Yeah, we love that because the, the, a lot of times we're kind of, uh, not skeptic, but we're we're very conscious that the type of things that we provide in terms of meditation and stuff like that might be, some people might be like, oh, that's like wishy-washy, ooh, you mm-hmm. know, ooh, stuff. So when you go down to the scientific parts, I find that it's very important to be able to bring in the science behind what we're doing.
2: Yeah. And it doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean that one doesn't go with the other. I, I guess when right. you're sick, you can go and see your own doctor, obviously, but it doesn't mean you you shouldn't go and see um, maybe uh, people who are not in that medical um, scientific field that can also help. That's Just getting right. a massage maybe might help you as well. So it's it's, coming, it's the coming together of two fields. And mm. I think it's good to know that both exist and you know an individual can choose which way he wants to go. And... I would hope they would choose both ways. Uh,
1: Exactly, yes.
3: More holistic approach is a trend that is going to continue. In in that regard, if someone were to come to a holistic holistic coach, a evidence-based coach, uh, and say that, you know, I've been getting um, calls lately, what kind of support
2: would you provide or tips? Well, that that is a tricky one. I usually do mental health. Um, I, I, I'm not a doctor and I don't have med- medical evidence or training. Um, I, the first thing, go and see your doctor and yeah. let's make sure that there's nothing wrong. That's the first base. And um, the second base would be there's some little tricks maybe that one can do. Um, is it the mental state that is bringing those calls or not? Yeah. And, and then, then again, I would really be careful in saying you know i'm not a doctor but maybe you should go out a little bit more get some sun that would help with your vitamin d um, help your immune system also we have some studies showing that if your house is clean and surrounded with green plants your immune system um, can be um uh, strengthen in a way yeah
1: given but a
2: i would not say you know you have a call come to me that yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: tanya i'm going to go ahead and ask the next one is resiliency something you
2: have or you don't have oh that's a very good question um it's a very good question and not all scientists actually or researchers would agree to that but the majority we agree that it's a half half kind of situation in the sense that maybe 30 40 to 50 percent might be linked to your genes so you're born with it or not born with it then there's a whole part as well which is linked to uh, what we call protective factors which means when you're growing up how's the environment in which you're growing up do you have loving parents Um, are they there when you're having a fall and hurting yourself to to encourage you to say, oh, it's okay. You can still go and explore, don't worry about it, which is actually going to build your resilience. So genetic factors, um, protective factors when you grow up, but then the good news is around 50%, which is basically um, psychological tools that you can have, or it's um, your cognitive behavior that you have when you're surrounded or confronted to an adverse event that's going to build your resilience so basically it's a trait some people are born with it some people not but it's also a competence so you learn it and that's a really good news and sorry
1: sorry that is great news it's it's fascinating and 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 it leads i'm sorry to cut you off um it leads to the question of how can you build resilience
2: so What I wanted to finish on, which is Mm -hmm. going to help me to teach how you can build it, it's a bit like um some people, some child are born and they're very sporty. So they have a gift and they can run without being tired, and they might become um next Olympic winners and so on. And you have other, other child who are born and not very sporty, and it's more difficult to get them um to move around, basically, but it doesn't mean that they cannot. So even if you're at school, let's say you are always last in the school run, it doesn't mean if you go and run every day, maybe you're gonna be number one at the end of the year. So in that sense, resilience is the same in the sense that you can train it. Now, what is resilience? Resilience, the aspects that you can train, it's like different buckets. So you have different buckets or basically resources. So you can build different types of resources. And you can build the one that you're lacking the most, in a sense. So let me go into detail. First of all, there's optimism. Uh, People who are more optimists, who have a brighter outlook on life, who think tomorrow's going to be a bright day, it's going to be a great day, usually these people, they tend to be more resilient because they also have an explanatory style of speaking that interprets the events that are happening to them, uh, which are more Um, let's put it positive or um, non-permanent. By that I mean if, if my car breaks down I might think oh well that's an opportunity to read the book that I have because the person coming to repair my car is only coming in two hours and I've had this book I wanted to read so I'll just read it. That's one type of explanation. Another person the car breaks down might completely lose it, you know, I'm going to be late, it's okay, my, my life is, is, is finished, I'll be late for work, my boss is going to fire me, I won't have money to feed my kids, and starts crying, but the same event happened. so really, the, the way you explain the events that happen to you, it's basically in your, um, you have the capacity to explain it in a different way to yourself, so that's one part, could be self-awareness, And self-awareness here, we also have mindfulness. So how are you aware of the emotions that something in the environment is triggering in you? Um, I know it might it might, might sound simple, but a lot of people have difficulty explaining what type of emotion they're feeling right now. And that is why it's also important if you have children to try and put a wording on different emotions. Is it joy, is it awe, is it happiness? They're all a bit different. So self-awareness is really important and you can develop that with mind- a mindfulness practice, meditation, yoga and so on. Um, then you have also mental agility where we talked a little bit about with all the thinking traps, when something happens to you, how do you explain it and how do you see an opportunity and not um, a stressful event in something that happens social connections are actually very important so research shows that people who are more resilient they usually have friends that they can reach out to and that doesn't mean you need to have 100 friends research shows that even if you have just one friend that you could call at any day of the any time of the day then it actually makes a difference you're statistically more resilient and you even actually live longer and have a stronger immune system so being able to cultivate what we call positive relationships, even with one or two people, whether family or friends, is usually important. And it's um, it's a resource that you can build and that you could reach on when you're faced with a stressful event, for instance.
3: Then, uh, this time of the pandemic has been stressful for so many. Literally. So reaching out to a friend, particularly when many have felt isolated so that is wonderful to know that these are um, methods
2: for continuing to be resilient absolutely and there are a lot of methods out there it doesn't mean you know because this is maybe the the mistake that I would do I would read about it and I'm like okay Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday I'm going to do all of them (laughs) but no you can just take one and do you know work towards it every day a little bit and it's it's really you you should make a parallel with fitness. If you're going and enjoying doing fitness, you shouldn't drain five hours a day. That's going to be too much for your body. Right. But just a little bit and very regularly, I think, is key to to building a strong, resilient self, specifically now with a pandemic and going on and self-compassion is also uh, one of the tools. You know, you need to to be aware that it's OK to to not be okay all the time and you should cut yourself some slack and if you don't want to do the washing up i just want to watch a film and if that's going to make you feel good then just do it and it's okay you know we're, we don't have to be 100 percent on and doing everything
1: yeah those are such powerful insights for our listeners because if they can really take it in and maybe even rewind it and hear it again and again mm-hmm just be good to yourself and it's it shows the importance of being good to others as well and when you have people that you can count on at any time of the day it shows something of your character as well
3: and and natalie could you share um other mindfulness modalities that you particularly are um using in your personal practice such as breath work Mm
2: -hmm. So um, meditation is probably the last thing I've incorporated in my um, routine. I would say I started meditation about um, two years ago and I'm still not very regular with it. Um, for a long time, I thought meditation, one had to sit as it, like a yogi and do something with your brain. I didn't really get it. But um, I started with uh, some apps and I'm doing some breath works, maybe every two or three days. Um, it's helping a lot and I see it when I do it at night. I really sleep very, very well and deeply. So that's one aspect. Another aspect also with the pandemic, with working from home, I try to go for a walk at least once a day, even if it's 10, 15 minutes. It's being able to go outside and I try not to have my phone with me in order to really look at nature, look at the leaves, trying to hear the wind, and feeling maybe the sun on my skin if it's a sunny day. Um, If it's cold, like hearing maybe the snow or the rain. So these are, I would say, micro moments of mindfulness that I try to have during the day. And it is helping me a lot. So I would really encourage all your listeners to try it. And it's not easy. Honestly, I think it's, to me, it's easier to eat healthily than to be mindful. (laughs) I don't know why but um, having an app really helped and also what I did at the beginning of the year I found somebody who did um, 21 day of mindfulness practice for a special price and we were a whole group doing it I think about 20 people and it was really nice to have a safe space where I could report oh yeah today I meditated I didn't really understand this guided meditation what it was about and People can help in and chim in, and you feel also more accountable because you have this group and you're reporting to. So, even if you didn't meditate for the day, you felt a bit guilty. So maybe maybe I meditated at night, and that really helped me to kickstart this this new. I I wouldn't call it a habit yet. I hope it will be a habit very soon. So that's that's okay. how I try to think. There's,
3: there's such a power in group yeah. meditation, not only just because of the accountability factor but also there's a more spiritually speaking, energetically, there's this um, group energy that shifts mindset as well as other um, motivations in people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, it's so nice as well that you were so vulnerable in saying that you don't have it down pack yet and you thought you had to sit like a yogi. And I'm sorry, my son is chit chatting with us as we speak. But it's so important for people to know, and that's why I'm so glad that you mentioned it, for our listeners to know that it's not about clearing your mind from every single thought, but it's nearly impossible. You know, the really um, advanced yogis will be able to do that, but it's not for the common human to completely, you know, clear our minds so it's really important for us to understand that we just kind of see our thoughts as like passing clouds and just acknowledge them say hello to them and then let them pass so thank you for for sharing that those powerful insights thank you very much for that Mm
2: -hmm. I think it's important as, as well because for a lot of years I just kept hearing my colleagues saying everyone meditates you should do it you'll be less stressed or like all the CEOs, they all meditate, you know, it's the power thing to do, wake up at four in the morning and meditate before going to work, and I, I, I generally tried, you know, I was sitting down on my floor, and I was like, what am I supposed to do, okay, oh, I don't know, <laughs> and honestly, it was a blur for like the first three or four years that I tried it, because I just, it seemed like something, you know, only great people do, so I should do it as well, and i think it's important to say well no you know it's, it's simple you can start with just two or three minutes absolutely so i think it's a it's um it's a good it point
3: really in nature if one has um hasn't really connected it back to something so in the moment such as the breath mm-hmm. but natalie you had also mentioned some apps that you enjoy maybe for our listeners wow. give us a, some mindset tools that are easily available either for the morning practice or evening
2: so at the moment i really like the app balance it's a new one actually to be totally honest that i discovered and they seem to have um, um artificial artificial intelligence built in so it, that it grows with your practice so the more you practice the longer the meditations And there's always a few questions at the beginning saying, how did you feel the last time? Was it easy, not easy? And if you say it wasn't easy, then they will change the meditation that they're going to give you. That's great. I've never
1: heard of that one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That one is great. And otherwise I have to look it up because I have bad memory and I've used Oak and insight timer as well. And I quite, I quite like those, those two.
1: Right thank you but there's
2: a lot of free apps I'm, I'm these are free so I got them I got the free plan so you don't have to pay a lot and there's a lot of there's a lot of YouTube meditation as well if you just go on YouTube and you type meditation and I think maybe I'm, I don't know about it but I'm sure you know more it's important to say that I did not know beforehand there are different types of meditation like there are different types of yoga
0: That's
2: right. so maybe one type is not going to be for you but there's a lot of other types that you can find out maybe you want to talk about that a bit more maybe for your listeners i think you are the pros and you're the one who (laughs) know more about the different practices that there is
1: the only thing i'll say to that is that it's kind of like um working out like you had mentioned for resilience it's like working out so the more you do it the more you start realizing how steady your mind is how focused you can become Um, so it's a matter of just sticking to it even if it's just two minutes a day and then it starts growing that's why I really love that app that you mentioned balance I believe you said yeah that's really nice where they're tracking your you know the length that you've done it and asking you questions I think that's a really powerful one
2: it's really good I'm really enjoying it and I think it's free for the first year because of the pandemic they made it free okay absolutely
3: there are different styles
2: we'll probably get into
3: that in the future but just for the there's like focus meditation and then we've um, also by evening i've enjoyed yoga nidra which is essentially a form of meditation however it helps you scan your body and go into a deeper relaxation state
2: that's amazing yoga nidra it's amazing that's the one i prefer (laughs)
3: so that's one of my favorites by end um, i have my own practice but i have incorporated nidra for the evening I feel,
1: I feel like you've given us so many insights already, Natalie, but do you have any insights or mindfulness resources, any more than you've already given, that you can recommend to empower um, those who are striving to remain resilient through the pandemic and as entrepreneurs?
2: I, I, I could talk for hours, but maybe four things to finish off. Um resilience is not first first thing resilience is not um being a robot um, having no emotion being able to do everything in life and so on. that's not a resilient person a resilient person feels the negative emotion as well as the positive emotion and knows how to take a step back and to build resources so i don't want to people to think resilience is like wow this this you know big person can do it and so on but you know no it's being resilient is really being attuned to your emotion your feelings and knowing your reactions and now in terms of what I could recommend I guess first thing is mindfulness as we talked about um, mindfulness helps to build our self-awareness and um, there's different tools um, to be mindful And once we're more mindful, we're more aware of why am I reacting this way? For instance, if a client says this or if my child says this, why is it a hot button in the sense that I'm overreacting? So first step, build a mindfulness practice. Second step, I would say um, build your resilience. Um, Sorry, build your resources, not your resilience. (laughs) Build your personal resources. I think all of you or all the listeners, your listeners, they know what makes them feel good in the sense, maybe one day I'm going to need a massage for myself. Maybe I'm going to need to watch a film. Maybe if I call a friend and chat for one hour, I'll feel better afterwards. And all of these micro moments build your personal resources. So I would encourage everyone in those hard times to build their resources and to do what they know is good for them. Um, And lastly, I would say, build your optimism. So having a positive outlook in life really helps in terms of resilience. And I'm not saying just wake up every day and have a fake smile, that's not it because that doesn't happen. But you can, for instance, um, have a gratitude journal And start writing down, what are you grateful for each day? What happened today that I'm grateful? Could be, I don't know, I wore a nice outfit and it made me feel good. I loved it. And that's one thing. It doesn't have to be, I did a great deal. I cooked perfect meal. Could be simple things. And since we're talking to mom entrepreneurs, it's also a great tool to do with your kids. So it could be at night, during dinner time, for instance, everyone around the table gets to share what they're grateful for in the day that just happened. And that just builds an optimistic, um, I would say positive spiral, where we only talk about you know what we're grateful for today and we get to share it within the family. So these would be my tips to stay resilient in those difficult times that we're all going through.
1: Those are amazing tips uh, that are so oh. useful. Thank you so much.
2: You're welcome. Your wonderful
3: insights. And we really, really appreciate your time and your lovely
2: energy. And, and well, thank, you, thank you for out. having me, Shilpa and Tanya. And oh. thank you to all your listeners. And I'm sending all of you positive energy and uh, that we can build on our resilience and go through this um, this pandemic.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Thanks again for tuning in. Check out the links in the description and please subscribe, follow, and share and continue to be omnipresent.